0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Ben Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at Believe on Twitter. You can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be switching gears once again and talking about baseball. We're going to be looking at the weekend series for the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. I use Bet Online all the time. And I can truly say it is my favorite book out there on the markets. Now, if you actually want a pretty solid promo, head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bainberry Podcast here on the Weed Podcast Network. And before we end up going on break, we previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the baseball card involving the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland Athletics. Before we get into the matchups for the weekend, we're going to pre- we're going to quickly recap what happened last week and we had a very very nice week on both teams. We talked about the Giants and we talked about the A's with the Giants matchups against the Phillies as well as Oakland's matchups against the Yankees and we were very good. There were 6 games in total and we went 5 and 1. We were actually going for a potential sweep, but Oakland, unfortunately, blew the game on Sunday and blew a lead and lost in the series finale. But we got every other game right. We said that the Giants would win the first game, lose the second game, win the third game. They did all three of those in order for us. And Oakland, we said, would win the first game, lose the second game, and then win the third one. And unfortunately, the third one did not work out, but the first two did. So we went 5-1, which is a very nice week for us. I look for another profitable week. However... There's a little bit of a problem, and the problem that we have is the fact that instead of having six games for the weekend, we only have three, and you might be wondering, well, why is that the case, and the answer is because Oakland plays against San Francisco, that is right, they are going to be having a little Bay Area battle going on for the next couple of days, as this will be a pretty interesting three-game series taking place over the weekend, and we're going to start off talking about both teams so far in the regular season with the standings before going into the actual matchups. So Oakland is 46-31. and 31. Remember when they were off to a terrible start in the beginning of the year? Yeah, me neither. But you're looking at Oakland, this team is in second place, currently two games behind Houston. Not much you can do when the Astros win 11 in a row. They're going to build up some ground. But Oakland's done a pretty good job of hanging tough, and they are still within striking distance of the Astros. But you're looking at the Giants, and this team has been ridiculous. They are currently 48-26. and The Giants have won each of the last three games. They are four games clear of the Dodgers, who ended up losing three in a row to San Diego over the last couple of days. But San Diego has won seven straight. They are four and a half back of the Giants. So the Giants, you might wonder if they're going to be able to hold on. I don't know the answer to that, but as of right now, they are four games clear in easily the toughest division in all of baseball based on how good the Dodgers and the Padres are and what their projections were to start the season. So other than that, though, looking at the actual spots here for both teams, Oakland is 21-13 on the highway, very good road team. Meanwhile, the Giants are 24-10 in Oracle Park, so something has to give, and we're going to see one of these teams with good records in the environment pull through over the other one. But looking at the pitching matchup for the Friday night opener of the series, you have a pretty good one between Minaya and Queto. Both guys have been around for a while. Minaya has been very good this season, 6-3 record with a 3.01 ERA and a 1.21 whip. Meanwhile, Johnny Cueto is going to be on the mound for the Giants with a 5-3 record, 4.05 ERA, and a 1.32 whip. So first of all, I'm going to start off with Manaya and talk about who he's been doing lately as well as how he has been doing just on the actual road during the season. And Manaya has been good. I mean, I mentioned the numbers, and it doesn't really do it justice just because of how good he's actually been. You want to look through his numbers lately? They're sharp. Uh, you can just go through the results here. Five and a third, two runs. Five and two-thirds, one run. Six innings and no runs, and nine innings and no runs. Six and two thirds, one run. Those are his last five starts. He's been really dominant. And you want to look at his road numbers. They have also been, well, pretty impressive. If you look at his road record, it is pretty good. Uh, he's got a two and two record with a 3.34 ERA. Now, of course, he's better at home, but a 3.34 ERA on the road is definitely nothing to scoff at. You look at his night game numbers: four and one record. 2.85 ERA, so he's a lot better with late start times. And that'll take us to the other pitcher in this matchup, in Johnny Cueto. Now, of course, his numbers aren't as good as Mania's, but they're pretty good just going through all of them. Now, Cueto did have to battle a couple of injuries earlier in the season, so he has pitched in uh, less games than what you'd be accustomed to for a starting pitcher uh, with a decent amount of decisions with regard to his wins and loss record. But you're looking at his numbers, and the 4.05 ERA is solid, as I mentioned before. However, his results lately have been pretty mediocre. Six innings, three runs against the Phillies. Five innings, one run, five and a third, five runs against the Nationals. Four and a third, four runs against the Cubs. So he's been okay, but he has definitely started to have a couple of, let's say, mediocre appearances as opposed to what Manai has been doing. But his home numbers are very good. He does have a 4-2 record with a 3.38 ERA at home. His night game numbers, though, not great. He does have a 5.14 ERA at night with a 1-0 record. So the question is, who do I think is going to take the opener? And I think it's going to be the A's at the end of the day. Both these teams have been playing very well lately, so I can't really use recent form to differentiate these two teams. But I do think Menai is better than Cueto and I do think Manaya will look like the better starting pitcher. I think Oakland gets off to a pretty good lead. I think Oakland will probably be leading by about two runs or so going into the 7th, and I do think that'll be enough for them to hold on. I think it'll be close, but I do think Oakland gets the job done in the opener. Now, talking about the Saturday game taking place at around 10.05 p.m. Eastern Time, you have the pitching matchup of Wood against Montes, and Montes has a lot of decisions. I talked about Cueto having some decisions. Montes is 7-7. Seven and seven with a 4.79 ERA, 1.35 whip, and Alex Wood, 6-3, 4.09 ERA, 1.2 whip. Now, looking at Montes' numbers, the issues have been the home runs. He's allowed 13 home runs in about 82 innings, which is not pretty, especially with the Giants being a very solid home run hitting team. You look at Montes' last couple of outings, for the most part, they were good. But his last outing, he got shelled against the Rangers. Five and two-thirds nine hits, eight runs. All of them earned two home runs allowed. So that trend of him allowing home runs has definitely stayed there and has been a huge reason why his numbers are not that great. But you have Alex Wood on the mound. I talked about how good his record is and how his ERA is pretty good at being around four. Now you look at his last couple of outings, and they have been, well, kind of the same. Because he struggled in his last outings, three innings, six earned runs. or Sorry, uh, sorry six runs, for of them earned against the Phillies. Six innings, two runs against Arizona. Five and a third, four runs against Texas. Three and two thirds, seven runs against the Angels. And six innings, four runs against the Dodgers. So both pitchers have definitely struggled lately, or at least have had some bad moments within the last week. And I like the over in this spot. I'm not sure what the total is going to be. But I do think both starting pitchers will struggle. I think both offenses are good enough to take advantage of some mistakes. And I do think you'll see Montes give up a couple of home runs. And I think that Wood will give up a couple of home runs as well. But as for the actual side in this one, I'm going to take Alex Wood. Uh, I just think Wood is the better pitcher as of right now. And Montes, I can't get past the home runs. I mean, you're looking at a situation where the Giants are really just getting a ton of home run production from a lot of different sources. And I think that Mondas is going to struggle, and in a game that you think is going to be very close, I do have some issues with regard to the opposing starting pitcher allowing a lot of long balls. So I think the Giants will end up evening the series at 1, and I think the Giants will end up taking the Saturday game pretty close, but I do think it'll probably end somewhere around 6-5 to or so, so I do like the over as my favorite play on the middle game of this series. But looking at the series finale here, between these two teams. And once again, I think this game will be close because both teams are extremely talented. But you are looking at the pitching matchup and you have Cole Irvin going up against Sammy Long. Cole Irvin, the record is not great, but the numbers are overall pretty decent. He has a five and seven record with a 3.980 array and a 1.28 whip, 86 innings and 9 home runs allowed. So he also has a bit of an issue with the long ball. He's also allowing over a hit per inning, as he's given up 95 hits in just 86 innings, but you're looking at Sammy Long, 1-0 record, 4.2 ERA, .87 whip. However, he's also only pitched 15 innings, so it's pretty tough to actually determine just how good this guy is, or just how, just say, limited the sample sizes. We'll put it that way, because he could have some flashes, but he looked really good against the Phillies in his last outing, six innings, two runs, but the start before that, five innings, four runs against Arizona. And four innings, one run against the Rangers. That Phillies appearance though was his first start of the season. So I do wonder if he's going to look good the second timeout for the first inning. For the second straight timeout for the first inning. But for this matchup here, I'm actually gonna take Oakland. I think that Irvin's the better starting pitcher. He has definitely been more I'll just say proven because of the sample size. And Irvin, I actually think is good stuff. And I know that his results might not be that great with a five and seven seven record, but a lot of that's not really his fault when his ERA is below four. I just think Irvin is going to give you about six strong. I think he'll probably end up giving you six, maybe three earned runs. And I do think that Long, even though he could look good once again, I just have a hard time putting faith in a guy with one career start. I think that could go pretty poorly. I think Oakland should end up jumping on him early. I think that the Giants might rally a little bit late to make this game close, but I do think you will see Oakland come out victorious in the series finale, and I do think Oakland will end up winning the series two games to one. But looking at the series once again, just to actually wrap this up, I like the A's to win the opener with Manai on the mound against Cueto. I like the Giants to win the second game with Wood on the mound against Montes. And the last game of the series, I like the A's with Irvin on the mound against the Giants with the relative youngster in long on the mound, and those are going to be my three opinions on the actual games for this series. Other than that, though, just actually looking at the stats for both teams, I'll go through the team leaders and everything like that. Looking at the Giants and who's been the main contributors on this team, you look at the home runs, and it is Brandon Crawford, who leads in home runs, batting average, and RBIs now, Posey does have a .322 batting average, but he has also only played in 51 games. Crawford's played in 65. So for reference or looking at games played, Posey does not qualify. But Crawford has 16 home runs, 49 RBIs, 343 on base percentage. He's been fantastic, uh, which is a very good sign because Crawford was terrible last year. The average has still struggled as it is in the mid-250s. But when you're leading a team in home run and RBIs and on base percentage, that pretty much tells all you need to know about how productive he's been. Look at everyone else, though. You do have the Giants having four guys with double-digit home runs. You have Yastrzemski, who's only batting 233, but he does have a 333 on base percentage because he is walking a decent amount. But you look at the home runs. He's got 10. Posey has 12. Brandon Belt has 11. You also have Longoria with a 9. You have Flores with 7. Slater was seven. They got a lot of guys who can hit home runs, which is kind of surprising because with the lower scoring games and the fact that the Giants play in a pretty uh, a pretty pitchers-friendly ballpark, the amount of home runs this team has hit has been extremely surprising, but has also been a main reason for this team's success. Now, pivoting a little bit, talking about Oakland and where this team stands when it comes to their main contributors, got to start with the Gold Glove first baseman in Matt Olson. Who has been very solid lately and throughout the entire season? Olsen is batting over 300, has a 302 batting average, leads the team in home runs with 20, and leads the team in RBIs with with 53. Plus, he also leads in hits and OBP, 78 hits on base percentage of 383. So he leads the team in all five major hitting categories, which tells all you all I need to know about how good Olsen's been. But looking at everybody else, you talk about Matt Chapman. He has nine home runs, but he's not been great, 225 batting average, does have a 324 on base percentage, so he has been walking a decent amount, 39 walks, but definitely not really up there in the average department. Look at Marcana, though, he's been pretty good, 255 average, 375 on base percentage, so yes, he is leading the team with walks with 40, and you're looking at really everyone else, Jed Lowry's been okay, 242 batting average, six home runs after he missed all of last year with the Mets organization. Elvis Andrews, though, has been an absolute disaster. Uh, 229 batting average, zero home runs. He's been a serious problem. Oriana's been pretty good, 338 on base percentage, 258 average, 13 home runs and 28 RBIs. And we'll talk about Sean Murphy, the catcher, who has 10 home runs and 39 RBIs. So both teams have been pretty solid offensively this season, and I do think you will see some runs, especially in the Saturday and Sunday games, but I do think that Friday will be a pretty close game with a bit of a pitcher's duel there between Manaya and Cueto. Other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Minute Podcast here for Thursday, June 24th. Good luck to all of you and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.